So let's go to the word of the Lord. Anybody ready for the word of the Lord today? Amen. Let's seek out what God would have to say to us. And I know that in the month of thankfulness, we are focusing this new series on a thankful life. And we're going to be talking about thankful living. We're going to be talking about thankful giving. We're going to be talking about a thankful family or home, how to keep your kids plugged into a thankful idea and, and how to help them become more thankful in their spirits and in their life and, and in their habits. And also because, you know, thankfulness is a habit. Amen. So, and then also thankful church. We're going to be thankful for the church of the living God. Are you glad about the church of the living God? Are you glad we're here together and we can join in together? Let's worship the Lord one more time. Let's thank him. Lord, we're so thankful for your word and for what you do. God, we're so blessed by the presence of our brothers and sisters, and we're also blessed when we can join together. Lord, help us to bring unity to this moment, even though we're all on individual devices. God, Give us a touch of your spirit and let your anointing rest on your church and your body. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 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 Put an amen in the chat and uh, just look to your neighbor and tell him, get ready for the word. 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 Amen. Let's go to 1 Chronicles chapter number 16. We're going to go to 1 Chronicles chapter number 16, and we're going to go to verse 8 to begin with. And I'm going to kind of teach through these verses Today, and I, I do feel like God is going to do something special. We're glad that you're here in spirit, even though you're just uh, posted as a sign on the backs of the chairs, but we're glad you're here in spirit as well. But this particular sermon is going to be about a thankful life. Go ahead and put that in the chat, a thankful life. Amen, amen, amen. So we have a couple of major points that we want to touch while we're doing our, our lesson today. And, and one of those major points is that we would have um, a remembrance of what God has done or, or remembering what God has done for us, okay? And in order to do that, we have to look into the scriptures, but we also have to celebrate all the things that he's done for us, okay? And one of the beautiful things about that is we have an example of David who gives this psalm to us in the Chronicles. It's, it's a psalm that he just dropped on iTunes. He just, he just put it out there on Amazon. It's just a brand new drop for him. So let's uh, put a few hands up whoop, whoop, for David's new psalm. It's, it's hitting the market. It's probably going to do, do good, probably top 10. But this is, what, this is what David says in his new psalm. He says, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. I'm in verse 8 of chapter number 16 of 1 Chronicles, if you want to read along. Give thanks unto the Lord and call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Take ye all his wondrous works. Or talk ye all of his wondrous works. Or talk about what he's done. And then... We're going on to verse 10. It says, glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Just seeking him should make your heart rejoice. Amen. So we're going to continue on through that passage and go down through chapter number 16. If you want to get your Bible and open it up to 1 Chronicles 16, we're going to hit that today. But let's talk for a few minutes about remembering what God has done for us. Sarah, what, what do you do when you want to remember what God's done for you? What are some things that help you be thankful in living life? Um, I was not expecting that question, but um, right off the top of my head, when I 
want to remember God's goodness, I do meditate on the word of God. I have, um, over the years, memorized a lot of scripture, mm. and that helps me to keep a thankful heart because it, um, it's really true that when you meditate on the word of God and you go over and over in your mind, it reminds you of all, all his benefits, the yes. scripture says. It reminds us of how good he is, how, how merciful he is. Uh, you know, when we mess up, it's like, oh, you can remember a scripture that says, but but mercy is new every morning. Oh, yes, His good. faithfulness is great. You know, all of, all of those reminders, that, that's what I do to keep a thankful heart. Awesome. Very good answer. The other thing that I want to remind us of is sometimes when we don't show or give time to others that are in our families or, or that are near and dear to us, it can come across as unthankfulness. Like if we don't spend time with our, our significant other or we don't spend time showing love and compassion to our kids, they can, they can start to feel like they're unwanted or, or God, you're not thankful for them being in, in your life. And it's, it's important to know that that comes through, that can translate through, even though we don't want that to, we, we know that they love us, we know that they're there for us, and when they show up, they show us the love. But when there's a distance or a separation like we're seeing right now where we have social distancing and we, we're not always together with our close family, it can feel like, well, you know, do they, do they really care? Are, you know, I'm thankful for them, but are they thankful for me? Those things can come up in our minds and we have to take those thoughts and bring them into captivity under Christ, amen, under Jesus and, and just take the word of God and, and analyze that. And, and it's important. It reminds me of the... Um, the old man that was sitting next to his wife, and they had been married for 45 years. And of course, you know I'd come up with a story at this moment because they'd been married for 45 years, and, and his wife just began to complain a little bit. You know, our kids never come see us anymore. They're grown up. They're busy. They have their lives, and they just, it, it almost feels unthankful. They never come to see us. And he said, okay, I'll take care of that. So he picks up the phone, and he calls his son, and he says, Brian, gets him on the phone. He goes, that's it. Your mom and I, we're done. 45 years of misery is enough. We're getting divorced. And he said, what? you got to be kidding me. He goes, yep, sorry to ruin your day, but go ahead and call your sister and let her know. And he hung up. And so Brian calls his sister, Gretchen, and Gretchen gets on the phone, and she's like, oh, absolutely not. This is not happening. I will call Dad right back. And so she hangs up. She calls her dad back, and she goes, Dad, you're not doing a single thing. I'm going to get the family together. We're going to get some plane tickets, and we're coming there for Thanksgiving, and we're going to talk this out. You don't do anything till we get there for Thanksgiving, and Brian's going to meet us. He's bringing his family. We're going to talk this out. Don't you dare do anything. 45 years. You know, this isn't happening. And so he hangs up the phone and he looks over at his wife and said, well, they're all coming for Thanksgiving and they're paying for their own tickets. <laughs> That's how he got them there. But sometimes we have to realize that when that happens, we can feel like we're, we're not... We're not a person that someone is thankful for. And that's just not the case. They were busy. They were doing their own thing. And in that little story, I was just communicating to you that we need to be telling others that we are thankful for them. Communicating affection and love is great. And, and communicating your appreciation is valuable. But telling people thank you, just that those two little words, just saying, you know, thank you for doing that for me. Thank you for whoever put all these signs on these chairs this Sunday. That blessed my heart. Thank you for that. Thank you for being there for someone else. Thank you for helping somebody when they needed you. Thank you. Just those two words. Use thank you 
over in an overabundance this month in November. And we also have a little calendar that we're going to make available as a supplemental download for you sometime during this week where you can get, hopefully today, but we, where you can get a thankful calendar and you can write down things you're thankful for on the calendar and choose maybe a thing for each day of the month and just be thankful and pray over that person or that thing and be thankful to God for it. And that will change your whole attitude and outlook and spirit. How many know that's true? Put, put a hand up in the emoji if you know just thanking God is enough. Let's do that right now. Why don't we thank God for the things that we know he's blessed us with. Thank you, Jesus, for all of the things that you've put in our life, that you've given us as blessings, Lord God. We know that if we write down a list and, and say all the things we are truly blessed for, they would be numerous. And so we're thankful, Lord, for all of these things. Amen. Number two is we, we need to finish um, each day being thankful. But as I'm finishing this point one, remembering what God has done, it's important for us to look into the Scripture and see that the Lord's will is actually for us to be thankful. You know, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, did you know it is God's will for you to live thankful? I have, I have a little plaque on my desk that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. And it talks about, in the next verse, seeking the will of God. And what's beautiful about that is it says that, that happy are those that seek his will. And we, when we seek the will of God, it's really a strength to our life. But the Bible says that you can automatically have a portion of God's will without even worrying about it. You don't have to worry, am I in God's will or am I not in God's will? If you just be thankful in your life, you're immediately in God's perfect will for thankfulness. It's beautiful that it's in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, but it may not be a scripture that we reference heavily in this series, but it's, it's perfect that God gives us the, the understanding that it's his will for us to be thankful. Sometimes it's hard to be thankful. And maybe I could ask you the question again, Sarah, like, how do you be thankful? We have a lot of families that are hurting right now. We have a lot of people that are going through a lot of difficulty because of the, the difficulties of this COVID-19 outbreak and all of the things that are going on. Um, what, do we, what do we do? How, how do you process thankfulness in difficult times? Um, I think a, a key is in expression. Um, like what you're saying, thankfulness, if you... Um, express your thankfulness. Sometimes if you express your thankfulness without really feeling it, you'll find that you then feel it. When you say to somebody, you know what, thank you very much for doing this. Um, all of a sudden, you, the feelings kind of come along with that expression. So I think they're tethered together, the expression and the feeling. And uh, you can feel your way into the expression or you can express your way into the feeling. And so, so I think that's, so good. that's part of it. Because thankfulness is something in your heart are the seat of your emotions. And so the seat of your emotions is where that resides. And sometimes we don't even know what's in our heart. You may actually feel thankful and not even realize that you're feeling thankful towards a person. So I, I think expression is, is a key to actually being or, or living thankful. That's awesome. Great answer to that question. So we understand that when we participate in thankfulness, what she said is you could put it in the chat. You can feel your way into expression or you can express your way into feeling thankful. That's really a key because we don't always feel thankful even though we have things to be thankful for. And we don't always feel like expressing our thankfulness even when we're feeling thankful inside. We can look at something and be thankful for it and not really process that that's thankfulness. 
But if we start to have a connection between what we're seeing and what we're feeling and how we're expressing thankfulness, it will bless those that are around us. They'll begin to see it. It will soften. It will soften your spirit to be thankful. It's, it's important that we understand that God uses thankfulness as an entry point in Scripture. And if we understand that thankfulness is what God uses to bring us in, then we know that if we live a thankful life, that that opens every opportunity. Oh, I feel like preaching now. That opens every opportunity that God has for you in your life. If you just walk through life thankful, it's, it's, not, it's not just trying to be mind over for matter or positive thinking only, but it's actually saying, if there's one thing I get right, I'm going to get thankfulness right. If there's one thing I'm going to do that I, no matter what's happening, no matter what's breaking down or falling apart or, or what's going on in my particular sphere of life right now, I can be thankful because he saved me. He redeemed me. He washed me in his blood. He put his name on my life and his word in my mind in this sword is my battle and this sword is my battle weapon and it gives me the ability to fight and even though it is a battle and there is difficult times going on and we are in perilous times or hard times as the scripture says we still have the word of God to fight this battle and he's fighting for us amen and so we're excited about the fact that we above all things can have thankfulness even when we have nothing else to look at Stay thankful in a mindset of thankfulness because that open door you need to get out has already been opened in the spirit because of your thankful spirit. It affects the known and natural world by your spirit of thankfulness and living a life of thankfulness. We consider this an important thing as we do a practical application of the word of God because we know the word of God is sharp and powerful. And it's able to, to do things that we cannot do. And so when we don't feel like we can be thankful, we, and it's like, oh, you be thankful yourself, preacher, whatever, you know. I don't have the spirit or the strength or I'm just exhausted or whatever word you, you use to express your moment of trouble. You need the word of God to lift you out of that sometimes. And so we want to share with you, and maybe you want to get your phone or your device ready and just take some screenshots real quick of 25 thankful verses that you can use. This, these are practical ways that you can use the Word of God to help you start living a thankful life. When you don't feel thankful, when you have a hard time seeing through the difficulties, Go to these 25 verses or, or pick two or three or four of them and put them on a post-it note and stick them in your car or, or, or put them, you know, on your mirror at home when you get up in the morning and you're, you're doing your morning routine. Have them on the post-it note there on the mirror or, or put them at work at your desk and just rehearse them and start to build a habit of thankful living. Even when the job's difficult that day, that day I'm thankful. Even when it doesn't always go smoothly with your spouse or there's friction. I'm still thankful for them. I'm still thankful that day. These verses will help you. Let's do this. Let's do 25 thankful verses from the scriptures. This is, this is so much fun. Get ready to, to take pictures if you want to or, or come back to it a little bit later. But let's start in Hebrews. Sarah, you're going to read for us. Hebrews 12, 28. Hebrews 12, 28 through 29. Wherefore, we, receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, 
Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Yes, let's go on to the next one. Hebrews 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Yes. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. It says that we should speak our thanks. There is a difference between internal processing and speaking our thanks. This scripture is good to remind you that you need to say it. Say, thank you, Lord. Say, thank you to your family members. Say, thank you to others around you. When someone just does a small act of kindness, which is great, because, of course, we know you'll never regret any kindness extended. Just say, thank you. Let that come out your mouth and, and process it that way. Look at this next verse. Psalm 107, 21. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness oh, and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And then, of course, we want to go to Psalms. Psalm 69, 30 yes. says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Look at that. The song is linked to thanksgiving. I think what's beautiful about that is if you have a thankful heart and you're the singing type, song just comes out. It's, you don't have to even be the singing type. You can just have it, you can just have it effervesce out of your spirit, and, and it's beautiful. It encourages you. Let's go on to the next one. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Oh, man, that's good. That's so good. And then Psalms 106, one. Psalm 106, one. Praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And then, of course, 1 Chronicles 16.8, where we were at in the scripture. It says, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Psalms 34. Verse 8, oh, Verse taste eight. And see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Amen. Psalm 86, 12 says, I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify thy name forevermore. That's such a great verse. I will glorify thy name forevermore. So your thankfulness and your praise, because it's a spiritual thing, will go with you to heaven. That's awesome that you will be able to, you, you praise here, but you're just warming up for there. I love that. Psalms 9, 1 and 2. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. One translation of that says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Amen. How do you do that? How do you give thanks with your whole heart? It takes practice. Amen. Start small and, and you'll grow in this. And then one day you'll find yourself being able to open your entire heart in a moment of thankfulness and praise. It's a beautiful thing when you feel all of yourself given over to all of who he is. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. And Look, you, have, you have to choose to be all in. Yes, that's good. Jump in with both feet. Look um, at Psalms 28, 7. Psalms 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song will I praise him. 
Psalms 13:5 is an awesome verse. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. Oh, I have trusted in your steadfast love, says one's translation. Psalms 95 and 2, love this chapter. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. Psalms 92, 1 and 2. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. I like that as bookended. Morning, loving kindness, night, faithfulness. So good. Let's go on to our next verse. Are you catching some of these? I hope you're screenshotting a few of them and able to take them with you this week and just ruminate on them. And also throughout this month, you can use these verses. Look at Psalms 97 verse 12. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Now here's another passage in this text that we took. It's another verse from the passage, 1 Chronicles 16 35. And say ye, save us, O God of our salvation, and gather us together and deliver us from the heathen, that we may give thanks to thy holy name and glory in thy praise. Oh, call upon the Lord when you need him, amen, and he'll save you, and you will give thanks, and the world will know it, amen. Look at Psalms 100, verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. There it is. That's what we were talking about. That's the key to the gate of entry. Amen. When you put thankfulness in, doors open. When people see you thankful, doors open. When you show thankfulness on your job, opportunities open. Doors just open. Thankfulness is a skeleton key. <laughs> it's, it just happens to fit the weekend, but thankfulness is the skeleton key that fits any lock. Amen? Amen. Look at this verse in Psalms 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Oh, that's such a beautiful verse. Go on Thank to the you, next Jesus. one. First Thessalonians 5.18, you referenced earlier, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This is the one we referenced about the will of God. We're almost there. Look at these beautiful verses. So many verses on thanks. We'll post these on Facebook, and we'll make them available to you. But hopefully you're catching some of these. Look at Colossians 3.70, one of my favorites. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Oh, that's awesome. Let me read this, this particular translation. And whatsoever or whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Giving thanks. That's one of the things that we see so prevalent in Scripture. 1 Samuel 12, 24. 24. Try that one. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider how great things he hath done for you. Are these blessing you? Amen. Look at Psalms 4, verse 7. This is a beautiful one. Thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. Let me read it from this translation. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and their wine abound. Man, that's so good. Even when, when others have plenty 
and they have joy from their increase, and they have joy in their money and all of the things that they have been able to be blessed with. Amen. Because whether you know it or not, it still is the blessings of the Lord. Amen. But he's, he says here that regardless of where, where, where the good feelings come from and the thankfulness come from, comes from, those have nothing on Jesus. They have no match for the joy that God puts in your heart. He puts more joy, amen, than those things. Look at this next verse. This is a beautiful verse in Romans. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. One of my life verses right there. Psalm 32, 11, be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, yes. all that ye that are upright in heart. Beautiful verse. Philippians 4, 6 says, be careful for nothing or be anxious about nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Look at that verse really quick. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer, there's prayer, and supplications, making your, making your needs known unto God. That's a supplication. Lord, help us with this. With the key, thanksgiving. So when you pray and you bring your list of things, Lord, help me with these things, your supplications before the Lord, if you don't come with thanksgiving, it says that that's an important component to hear God hearing your faith in your prayers, that you need to bring your prayer and your supplication with thanksgiving unto the Lord. Let your requests be made known unto God. So when we talk about living, when we talk about living a life of thankfulness or the thankful life, what we're saying is you're building a mindset and a construct in your heart and mind that gives you the ability to pray powerful prayers. That's what we're saying is this, this isn't just a life you live. This is a spiritual life exhibited throughout the rest of your life that, that literally as your spirit is prospered, so goes your life. And so whenever you're learning how to live the thankful life, we're encouraging you how to live a better life. We're encouraging you how to step in to the next level that God wants for you just by saying, learn how to be thankful. Learn how to thank people. Learn how to be gracious and kind and, and be thankful to others. That is the key, telling others that God has done great things for you. It's really important that we do that because we know that in Scripture here that we're, we're seeing in verse 9, it says, sing to him. This is in First Chronicles 16 as we start to wrap up our, our lesson today on thankfulness. We want our spirits to be thankful. We want our lives to be thankful. And so when we begin to do it internally, it starts to happen externally. That's the way God designed it. We're supposed to work from the inside out. Amen. Put that in the chat. Inside out. I'm going to be thankful from the inside out. Amen. And so in verse 9 of this text that we took, it says, Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Take ye all, talk ye all of his wondrous works or or speak of all the things that he has done. Did you know that having a thankful spirit actually opens you up to talking to more people? It makes you so thankful for what God's done that you automatically talk about the good things that God has done to others. So our second point is we should talk about the good things God has done. How do you do that sometimes in your life? What ways do you talk about the good things of God? 
Well, um, I think there's two components to that because um, part of meditation is, and part of um, rehearsing the goodness of God is so that you hear it. Um, so it's important to say it out loud, even in your prayer time, um, not just saying it silently or in your heart, but saying it out loud because there's power in the spoken word. And when you Amen. speak thankfulness, you actually hear thankfulness too. Yes. So it's like a cycle yes. where you're, you're speaking it in faith and then you're hearing it and receiving it. So you're, you're putting it out and you're receiving it. Okay. And I think that's a key to, um, to being able to live thankfully, Amen. um, so our first point was remembering what God has done. And the second point is telling others what God has done or what he has done. So then I also think that um, part of, obviously, the Great Commission says that we're supposed to go and teach Amen. all nations. And um, Thanksgiving is a huge help to doing that because, you know, it's kind of weird sometimes or awkward to open a conversation about God. But how easy it is. I remember a lady in one of the churches that we ministered at um, that her life goal was to insert God into every conversation she had. It didn't matter if the person knew anything about God or not. Yes. Stranger or friend, she would find some way to insert God into the conversation. And one of the ways that she did that the most successfully, when she couldn't figure out any other way to insert it, she would say, you know, God has been so good. I'm so thankful. Very good. For Whatever. And that was a way that she could actually insert an opportunity to perhaps be a witness of God awesome. to that person. Awesome. And did you know that your social interactions actually lengthen your life? There's been studies done that are actually through very notorious and, and popular psychologists that have found out that whenever you have a life, it, it wouldn't, you wouldn't think so. Like when you click off the different things that make your life extend longer, they found that people that live over 100 are, are socially active. They're able to talk with people, not just people they know, but they, they interact with the grocery store teller or they interact with the person at the gas station. And they, they just, they're, they're, their social intelligence is very high and they live a longer life from this. This Susan Pinker is a psychologist who actually said, so what does it take to live 100 or beyond? And she found that they were studying, there was a study that was done from Brigham Young University by Julaine Holt, Lundstrom, and she's a researcher, but she looked at the different areas of a person's life, and they, they analyzed tens of thousands of middle-aged people, and, and what they did was they looked at the aspects of their lifestyle, like diet, they looked at their life in the area of their exercise and their marital status, and how often they went to the doctor, and different things that they recorded, all of this they put down, and then they just lived for a little while and, and, and came back to it several years later to see who was still breathing and who was still living and they started to notice a pattern, and what they found was that the overwhelming or overweighing criteria that, that caused someone to live longer was not just like clean air or, or having a low hypertension or, or having less or being more lean or being more overweight. That set somebody free right there. Uh, you, you don't have to worry about that as much. It's good to have exercise. But they found out that it wasn't that... that there were certain things that people did that caused them to live longer. And because 
of those things being listed and what keeps somebody alive longer, they started putting them in order of importance. And when they got to the top, the most important thing was in a scale that I have brought along. And it says, when you're wanting to stay alive, the most important things are social integration, your ability to talk with other people. And thankfulness actually allows you to do that because you're thankful, you're talking with others, you're talking with them about God. And that fits this point, number two, about telling others what God has done. Did you know you become an evangelist when you become more thankful in your spirit? When you live a thankful life, you will talk about Jesus. You'll bring people, people are drawn to the magnetism of a thankful heart and a thankful spirit. And they said that among all of the things, social integration that comes from a thankful heart is the number one thing that makes you live longer. The next thing down was close relationships. The third thing down was they quit quit smoking. The fourth thing was they quit drinking. Uh, the fifth thing was they had flu vaccines or different things that were for their health. The fourth thing was cardiac rehab. The, the sixth or seventh thing down was exercise. And, and the last three was lean versus overweight, hypertension fixed or and then clean air. Those are all the things that they broke down and found out of all these people they studied. Their interactions with people were most important. It's amazing to see how thankfulness truly does affect our life and how each one of us has to learn to live the scriptures that you can find. This this particular psalm that David gave us that we're focused on today is where he said just, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Thank him for all he's done for you. Holiness in God is because he gives us his holiness through his spirit. But when you attach yourself to God's holiness, it makes you thankful and aware of how you want to live to please God. And so today we're so thankful that we have this opportunity to share David's new song with you. The song and the joy and the hope that he had came through this first Chronicles 16, chapter 16. And then in verse 34, it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. I can't think of a better way to end than on that. I want to live a thankful life. I want to live a life that is pleasing to the Lord. And if my life is thankful, it's in his will. Because he wants his will. His will for you and me is to be thankful. And I can tell other people better when I'm thankful. I can share what God has done with me because he's thankful. And I'm willing to give of myself and my time and my resources because I'm giving from a thankful heart. I recognize all that he's done for me. I'm not looking at all the negative. I'm looking at all the blessings and the things that he's done. Maybe write down a list this week. Maybe sit down in your prayer time and just put down all the things that God has blessed you with. Take out some pictures. If you have hard copies, I know many of them are on our phones, or start a folder in your phone that says, my thankful folder, or just thankful life, and put Put pictures in there of the people that you're thankful for. And when you, get in, when you get stuck in your mind or you get stuck in a situation or you go through an exceptionally stressful day, sit down at the end of the day and just open that folder and just go through and say, thank you, Jesus, for them. 
Thank you, Jesus, for my children. Thank you, Jesus, for my church. Thank you, Jesus, for the family that loves me. Thank you, Jesus, for those that reach out to me. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you did for me. Put a picture of the cross in there with some light behind it and remind yourself that he didn't stay in the tomb, that he went in as the word and came out. And though the word was silent for three days, it came out victorious, and so should we. That even in the moments where we feel silence, in the moments we feel like we have no words to express what we're going through, if we will just speak out our thankfulness, we'll resurrect and we'll come out of those moments even better than we went in. God will do it for you if you live a life of thankfulness. We love you. God bless you. Join us right now as we pray to close. Lord, we're so grateful for your spirit. We're so grateful for what you do. I tell you that all the time because I'm thankful for the actions you've done in my life. In the moments that your love was a verb and came running to me. Thank you for that. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your glory. And thank you for the, the beautiful way that you show us that you love us. We can't thank you enough. In this month of thankfulness, we're going to pick one thing each day that we're thankful for. We're going to build folders in our phones, thankful folders. We're going to build moments where we hang pictures and we, we thank you for our family and our heritage and the things you've given us. We may look back a little bit, Jesus. Before this Thanksgiving dinner gets here, we may look back a little and just say thank you for all that you have done. We ask that you bless those that need it. You keep those that are needing your hand upon them. That you heal those that have been touched by sickness. And that you remember your children as we praise you and as we look to you, Lord, we will give thanks unto the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. God bless you today.